Happy Monday, everyone. It is six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. And uh, we're going to hold for a minute until a quorum of comedians come just so that we have uh, an audience for each other. So enjoy the Mutiny Radio commercials until then. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comics Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. 
Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. 
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I told you. Can I see? Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sales ahead. Pirate noises. Saturday afternoon. We are we're kind of waiting for Kelly Evans since he was the first on the list um and then dan guan i wanted to wait for them because they're at the beginning of the list and so i thought it's joke workshop so we're just gonna hold for one more song and then we'll start we have a short list we only have 10 comics on it so don't worry keep listening mutiny radio You guys, we've got a real audience member today, so that's exciting. I just want to wait till the end of this song to see if Kelly Evans shows up, because he's the first on the list, so we're just kind of waiting for him.
Kelly Evans didn't make it in time, but I know he's, he was like, I need to be in the first three. And it's like, if he would have been and we would have started on time, it would have missed him anyway. So whatever. It, I mean, it is what it is. I understand. You guys all have places to go. Uh, your next comedian, he showed up here super early and it's super exciting and he's so supportive and lovely. Put your hands together, everyone, for Mark Palchik. Thank you. I'm 73. And I still got plans. I got a big life ahead of me. I, I plan to ride cross country on my bicycle. I want to see my grandkids graduate from college. And if I'm really, really lucky, eventually I want to get paid to perform at funerals. But my friends, they're planning to die. They're selling off the family home and buying one floor condos. They're buying funeral plots in, of all places, Ohio. And why? <laughs> so the kids won't have to. So the kids won't have to? Screw the kids. Why shouldn't the kids? You don't think I was bothered going to every single track meet, soccer game, swim meet, and praying to the Lord on high? Please, please, don't make the finals. And I am still sacrificing today. I let my kids use my password for Pornhub Pro. Oh, you didn't know there was a Pornhub Pro? Well, that's the type of dad I am. And I'm not about to buy a, a cemetery plot in some podunk town in Ohio. Look, I'm Jewish, and I believe that your spirit continues to exist as long as people remember you. And if you're buried in Ohio, no one's going to visit. No one's going to remember you. That's why we need destination funerals. Disney needs to step up and start providing destination funerals coupled with timeshares. Imagine a Disney graveland in beautiful Orlando between the parks and DeSantis' prisons. It's where all the woke will go to die and be buried. I want a classic Disney funeral in Sleeping Beauty's crystal casket using Cinderella's pumpkin coach. And for my pallbearers, I want the seven dwarfs. And then every year on the anniversary of my death, my descendants can come. They'll get a free stay at the park. And, and then before they go to the park, they'll be paraded to my grave with its beautiful Disney Castle headstone by an iconic Disney character like um, Goofy. <laughs> Welcome back, kids. It's Grandpa's grave. <laughs> it's, it's Grandpa's grave time. It's Grandpa. It's Grandpa. Scooby Dooby Grandpa. He. <laughs> He ran out of days, and so there he lies. He stopped breathing, and so he's gone. Hey, I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, people think that I'm old. Then I'm the Bart. Pregnant, people, pregnant women give me their seat, 
And then my only pickup line is help. I fall and I can't get it up. But I get it. As you get older, you change. A young man of 22 dreams of having a mistress who's young and sexy and will dress up like a nurse. An old man in 92 dreams of having a mistress that's um, an actual nurse. And personally, I don't think you're old unless your caretaker is, if your side piece is your caretaker and your spouse really appreciates the help. And I'm not old. I walk my dog every day, twice a day, for two hours. All right, it should only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee. I'm Mark Palchik, first week of October, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Come here, laugh your ass off. Yay, Mark Palchik. So supportive and lovely. Just, Mark, don't, don't chop your head off like Disney and have it cryogenically frozen. It, uh, I don't think that works. That's, we'll see. Oh, yeah, also, supposedly he was a Nazi. Oh, does anyone want to, does anyone have any notes for, you, you just go to a microphone, just go to a microphone, go to a microphone, go to a microphone, find a microphone. It's a radio show. Use a microphone. I have one. No, it's, it, but it's a radio show. Oh, okay. Well, I really like when you said, I'm not old, I walk my dog, because that's funny to me. That was the funniest part. That was really good. Yeah, that was great. Uh, you could be like, well, yeah, I like it. I thought I like the uh, like I, said, I like the goo- the goofy song was funny too, and also like yeah if you if you just work on the goofy impression I think that's gold baby. Yeah. I love I love singing a song I love a dance I love a goofy impression. Also, oh yeah. You you have an opportunity for crowd work too because you can ask people what their favorite Disney movies are, and then if you know I, working it into like the Seven Dwarfs or the Cinderella stuff. If you, it just, it's a crowd work opportunity for you to be like, hey, who loves Disney? Not as much as I do, or whatever. I mean, especially if that, especially if that joke has several, like, recognizable physical characters in it, just committing harder to those characters. Like, you could be the dwarves for a split second. Or something like that. Yeah, I would definitely add in. I would definitely, I would definitely add in that act out in uh, in some sense and the goofy act out harder. <laughs> Gorge. Clap your hands wildly for Mark Palchik. Yay! Great. Great. All right, your next comedian. Great. Clap your hands together job. for Jared Senna. Give it your goddamn all, kid. Speaking of one of the seven dwarves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that came out bad. Uh, 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 hi, my name is Jared. Uh, I'm 24 and I don't have any plans. I'm ready for all to end, like, right away, to be honest. Um, uh, uh, Sorry, it's a little depressing. I'm not depressed, though. Um, uh, uh, it's because I'm, I'm actually in a good spirit. Uh, I'm finally getting along with my family. Uh, my grandpa gave me his Pornhub Pro password. <laughs> and I am just... Things have been going great for me, you know? <laughs> I, I love life. Uh, I love life. 
love my grandpa especially. I'm starting to take him out to pee more, you know. It's, it's been fun. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, just just riffing on the last guy. I don't know. <laughs> All right, what do I? <laughs> yeah. Get it, guys? Because he said it last. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. I don't know. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm a disgrace to stand up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm having fun. Um, let's see. Um, I don't do stand-up comedy because I want to be rich and famous. I want to get that clear. I don't. I do stand-up so I can have something interesting to put on my Tinder bio. You know, saying you're a stand-up comedian is a lot better than saying you're five foot two and work at a Jiffy Lube. You know what I mean? Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco. It's a cool place. It's a cool place. Uh, it's a lot of gentrification from the techie people. There's a lot of solutions that we can that that a lot of people have thought of, like solve income inequality, regulate tech. I think if we should just let kids bully other kids, this problem would be gone. This is too much, too much. Okay, because, like, you know, I just think, you know, obviously I'm not for bullying, but, you know, I'm just saying if we don't allow techies to be techies, you know, the rent would be down. That's just what I'm saying, you know? You know? Sorry, we don't, we don't have techies in the audience, do we? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I forgot. All right. Um, let's see, I don't. I'm I'm a, I'm basically unemployed. I'm an unpaid intern. Uh, I'm like a video editor for public access. But you know what? That has helped me with doing comedy because I have been, it gave me the habit of recording myself every time I do stand-up. That way, oh, oh, all right, he got, he got over the chairs, everybody. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm an unpaid intern. Uh, it has helped me with stand-up because it gave me the habit of recording myself every time I do a set. That way, I can tell myself, even if I look bad, I can always go over the footage and manipulate it to make myself look good. Like, this joke bombed right now, but it's going to become a hoot in post-production. You know? It's going to be a big, big laugh track. I'm probably not even going to say that joke. I'm just going to dub a better joke over it. <laughs> look like one of those English dubbed Japanese animes. It doesn't even... The mouth doesn't match the movement. I don't, I don't know. What else do I got? Um, I graduated from SF State. Graduated with a degree in creative writing. I'm not sure if you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. The hardest part about creative writing is telling people what my favorite books are because there are so many books out there and I haven't read any of them, you know? Like, I can't tell you what Of Mice and Men is about. Last thing I read with a mouse in it was the one where you're not supposed to give it a cookie. No one really likes that joke, but I like that joke a lot, so that one was for me. All right, that was my set. You guys have been awful. I have been amazing. Give it up for Tim.
Yay, Jared Senna. Hey, if you ever do that joke again about the um you about the dub over voice thing, you should you did do the it, silly thing where you go like I'm gonna kick your ass. Like where you do your mouth and you do you know, like act it out. If you ever say it again. Yes. So that you do the bad dubbing on your own. Okay, your next comedian, he showed up late, but he's going up next. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yes, Kelly. Up. Don't worry, I'll hang out for a bit. Because um, <laughs> I know you all want me in your audience. Uh, what's, I just find it very funny that uh, like the one person advocating for bullying is the person who's probably going to get bullied first. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Jared, but <laughs> you don't look like you have a lot of defenses, you know? I wouldn't bully you, all right? I got bullied. I, that, but I'm just saying, you know? Be fast. <laughs> um, uh, what's I mean, most of you have heard a lot of this shit. I'm just trying a few new lines. Um, I've got, uh, I've got dumb family. We all do. You have them. You're right. Shocking. It's yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, everybody has that dumb. You have like a couple of dumb people in your family and they always want to talk. And the, the, the thing is I'm also from Texas. And, uh, so, you know, they're like dumb conservative, like dumb liberal is fine. They like dumb ideas. Like our votes matter, you know, uh, dumb conservatives thinks things like, uh, they're making the frogs gay. Like that's where they are and they think they should vote. So that's like, it's the conversations are always bizarre. Like, uh, I remember once my, uh, my uncle was talking about, he's like, you gotta be careful at libraries. Now they're trying to make people gay. <laughs> He's like, with books. <laughs> I was like, if, if the only thing keeping you from being gay is not reading, then you're gay, bro. You're gay. You are. It's fine. You know, if you ever find yourself reading and you're like, this really makes me want to suck a dick. That is, that is you. That is not, that is not of mice and men. That is, there's no part in that book that is gay. All right. Not even the part where he shoots him in the back of the head, you know, that's, <laughs> Yeah. What does he think is going on at libraries? You know, what is he like? I have a I, my library is in the Castro, and nothing gay is happening there. He just assumes you walk in a library, and they're like, "Here's your free poppers. Glory holes are in the back." That's not what the fuck he needs to read is the problem. He's fucking retarded. God damn it. Um, luckily, it's a far enough away relative. I don't think we have similar genes. Um, I uh, <laughs> God, I don't know. Somebody, I, I I like to do a joke where I. Um, like fake people out from Texas and they like woo and then I say I'm unvaccinated like I basically call them unvaccinated and a lot of times yeah and a lot of times they panic and that's fun and uh, but then one time a guy yelled out something so bizarre I was, I was confused for like a week and a half he was like I'm not conservative I own a bidet what the fuck does that even I thought about that for a week and a half straight and at the end of it, I was like, actually, it's pretty liberal. It is. I think it's pretty gay, actually. Bidets are pretty gay. And I know a lot of people are like, no, they're not. And I'm like, they are the way I'm using them, for sure. You know, flamboyantly, for pleasure. I am in there for a while, and I did not poop. By the way, did you know for $36.99 on Amazon, you can discover your sexuality? It's crazy. Hell yeah. Um, you guys on DoorDash? You guys... You ever used DoorDash before? So DoorDash, you, you know, I get stuck at work, so I have no other option. It's either that or starve. And uh, so they have a, a feature called Double Dash where you can, like, add a second thing 
you know, without paying any fees. And the other day I saw my double dash option was Victoria's Secret. And I was like, just what I need with my burrito, a bustier. <laughs> Get some thongs to go with that. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. Kelly Evans, everyone. Yay. Um, hey, guy who walked in with a Coca-Cola jacket, are you a comedian or are you just here to watch? Oh, you did? What's your name? Richard Perez, I'll put you on the list. You have to, you have to message me because I don't, I don't know how Venmo, I don't know how to check the Venmo. But thank you for sending the Venmo. That's really awesome. And I'll put you on. There's plenty of time for everyone because we have a really small list. Your next comedian, everyone calls him an international comedian because he's constantly traveling the world. Clap your hands together for Dan Guan. Dan for Guan. Hell yeah, international comedian. Just check my Delta Sky miles. Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, there's, all this, uh, there's all this chatter about, uh, about AI taking over the world, right? And uh, I think it's cool. I think uh, in my work, people are trying to introduce AI and make it into our workflow. Uh, recently, I worked with this software engineer, and he told me that now he exclusively writes all his emails with ChatGPT, which I was just like, wow, no wonder all your emails makes you sound so uh, human. Uh, yeah. But the craziest thing was that, like, I think it's weird when, like, people use ChatGPT, but then they always finish their uh, ask with thank you. Because uh, it's like almost like you're treating it like a, like a human. Like the thing is a robot. It's not like one day if ChatGPT can become sentient and then it just goes out and just starts tearing shit up and saying, kill all the humans. But keep Todd around. He remembers my birthday. Like it's just very bizarre. Like, you know, it's just crazy. All right, cool, cool, cool. We're an AI crowd. All right, that was, that was, that was a nerdy joke there. All right, anyway. Um, uh, I recently learned that uh, I can't take compliments. It's a very like a weird defense mechanism of myself. It makes me really feel awkward, and I usually try to deflect it at people. Like if people tell me I have a nice outfit, I'll just say, "Nah, you have a great outfit, man." Or uh, if they tell me I have, a, I have a nice car, I'll be like, "I don't have a car." Uh, one time, like I, I was uh, hooking with someone, and she looked at me and she said, "You have a nice dick," and I was like, "You do." Uh, okay, that was a little that was a little cheap 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 throw out there. All right. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, some of you guys might know this. My dad works in a kitchen. He's a, he works in an immigrant kitchen. Uh, I usually find out a lot of blue-collar workers are typically kind of racist. Uh, but my dad's racist, but in a different way. Because usually when he works with white chefs, all he hears is that usually the white chefs are always complaining and saying, They're all, all the Mexicans are taking our jobs. Whereas my dad will just go and say, I want all the Mexicans to take my fucking job. All right? Like, they can make orange chicken better than I can. All right? That's... Cool, 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 cool. How's everyone else doing? You guys doing, doing all right so far? All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, speaking, uh, speaking of compliments, uh, so uh, dating's out there could be pretty hard these days, right? Uh, didn't realize it was also hard to date as an Asian man just because now there's specialized Asian dating services for men. Um, like, read, like the other day, I got reached out by this dating coach and uh, he messaged me on Facebook saying, hey, I can help you find the woman of your dreams. And I was just like, holy shit, how did you find me? And he said, oh, that's so simple. All I did was just look up Asian men in the Bay Area that work in tech companies with no women in their profile pictures. And I was like, holy shit, these robots are getting way too personal, all right? Like, that's, how do they know that? Um, but I'm like a nice guy, so then he basically, like, he told me the whole spiel. He said, hey, I can give you, like, three months of consulting. It's going to be, like, personal one-on-one. -on -one. I'll teach you how to maximize your profile. And the total cost of my consulting services is $8,000. Uh, 
I know, $8,000. Like, $8,000 is a lot of money. Basically, what he was telling me that basically you can find me a wife for the price of a used Toyota Corolla. Like, like that's crazy. And I told him no. And then he told me, don't be a pussy. And, uh, and I was like, I don't think that's how you tell your clientele that off. Uh, he then tried to sweeten, sweeten the deal and said, hey, man, listen, you know, Christmas is coming up. Wouldn't you want to spend that time with a special someone? And I said, yeah, but I think that special someone wants to hang out with someone $8,000 in a used Toyota Corolla, you know? Uh, and I told my friends about this whole story. They were like super weirded out by it, but they also knew the guy. And they told me, they said, oh, yeah, don't fuck with him. He's crazy because all that guy does, he just preys on shy, awkward men that can't talk to women. And I said, I need to find new friends. You guys are terrible. Like, how'd you describe? <laughs> okay, cool. I've been Dan Guan. Bye. Yay, Dan Guan. You could buy a lot of pussy for $8,000, bro. <laughs> Just so you know, I mean, I live in the Tenderloin, and I've been propositioned for sex so many times. And it's never, the offer's never been more than 100 bucks. Uh, your next comedian, what a pleasure it is to have him here. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Spencer, 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 Spencer. Spencer Devine doing comedy. Spencer Devine's doing comedy now. Spencer Devine doing comedy. Uh, I'm gonna do this thought because I had this thought and then I'll do the other jokes um, that, that was it that was my thought uh, can you masturbate with a phantom limb or do like do you have to lose your penis to is it like a phantom limb to phantom dick connection or can a phantom limb masturbate a regular dick that's it. I was just worried about the physics of that. Um, I was thinking about poltergeist because uh, someone had a poltergeist joke, and it's like, oh, I, I, I ghost someone. Uh, I think it's Marcus Howard has a joke. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't, don't ghost someone. I poltergeist someone. I just hang around and I make noises. Uh, but really, the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist is that a ghost can affect the physical world. And a poltergeist can. So if you poltergeist someone, it's just because you want to take your shit with you, basically. That's all. Okay. I'm, I'm agnostic. Um, thank you. Uh, because uh, basically, I'm uh, metaphysically unreliable. Um, I'm 99% I have mustard somewhere on my body. Okay, you trust my opinion if there's a God or not? That is a mistake on you. It's like, so Spencer, Spencer, you're not religious? Don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? Uh, no. Uh, I already have five fucking roommates. No one told God he could move in. Uh, he has not paid utilities. Uh, let's do some numbers. Uh, God lives in every church. Every church is a house of God. God also lives in our hearts and our minds. He doesn't need to crash on my fucking couch. He's got a fucking million infinite homes. And people are like, Spencer, take these drugs. You can see God. 
But I don't have God's schedule. I, like, I, I'm not going to jump in on God. What if you, like, you did two drugs and you're jumping in God's jacket? It's it's awkward to see God, but it's even more awkward when God's like, ooh, you should see other people. Like, that's that's a problem. I saw an argument on posted online, and someone said, they quoted, an atheist can't find God. I don't know why they were a velociraptor. This is how they typed. Uh, an atheist can't find God the same way that a robber can't find the police. Period. Like, that was a point. It wasn't a question. They were very sure of that. And what I think it means is that you don't find God God finds you. That's terrifying. Because I didn't know God was looking for me. Like, I don't have any warrants in heaven, but <gasps> it's God the bounty hunter, and he's come to collect. On the seventh day, he arrested. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much. Uh, I wish... No, I'm not going to do that one. We're going to do that you did not say that right now. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, no, you know what? Uh, I'll do this one. Okay, uh, there's people who are super into movies. Uh, they're really like informed on movies, and I find those people annoying. Because uh, I am uh, cinematically illiterate. I don't fucking know. I'm a stoner. So I've watched half of a lot of movies. <laughs> like the first half. Uh, and I think it's fun to pretend not to know the name of a really popular movie. That, the name's in the... It's like, oh, you know that movie with Liam Neeson? Right? And then he has a particular set of skills. And then there's his wife and his daughter, right? And then the terrorists come... And his wife and his daughter are, um, tip of the tongue, absconded. Uh, you know that movie where they're in a boat and they're like, oh no, we're going to need a bigger boat. And this shark comes up and he bites onto the boat with his, um, okay, I know this one. Uh, uh, mandibles you know that movie on the titanic what's that fucking movie called okay thank you so much i've been spencer divine Woo! spencer divine everyone all right we have a rock block of bearded men put your hands together for john gallagher Thank you, guys. Hey, I was listening on the radio, and there's one uh, one of these shoe companies that has this thing where they like, for every shoe we sell, we give one uh, pair of shoes to, like, impoverished nations. And I was like, that's cool, you know? It's like, you know what company never does that? Skechers, you know? It's like, nobody wants Skechers. <laughs> it's like, we're, our mission's like, if Skechers did that, their mission's like, yeah, now we're going to make people in the third world not get pussy either. You know, that's... <laughs> Make make these third world people starving, just completely unfuckable. Like, which might be a cool way to rebrand, you know? <laughs> just like Skechers. Now nobody gets pussy. Yeah. 
I like the saying, uh, he's a real son of a bitch. I've been saying that for no reason, like all day. I'm like, he's a real son of a bitch. Just like, it just makes me laugh. And you just think about that for a second. It's like just somebody, it means somebody's mean because their mom is mean, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like his mom's a bitch, so he's a bitch too. <laughs> a bitch comes from a bitch. His mom is mean, so he's the most evil motherfucker of all time because mommy's nasty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he has a <laughs> I got a I got a goddamn bathroom laugh. <laughs> Mommy's nasty. So he's a nasty little boy too. <laughs> he's a real son of a bitch. Okay. We're talking about how uh, the Republicans are they think uh, you know, frogs are being gay. Or maybe frogs were always gay. You ever think about that? <laughs> Hopping's pretty gay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping's like the fucking, like, hopping's like the frog skipping, you know what I mean? Every day is a goddamn parade for those guys. I don't know. <laughs> and I was thinking about this, too. I feel like if you go into a, a library right now in San Francisco, there's way more jacking off than reading at any, at any time, you know? People go into libraries to watch more porn than learn anything. It's about carnal knowledge more than anything. Like, I feel like more people have read, like, more people have learned what a DVDA is rather than like what la how Lady Chatterley's Lover ends. You know what I mean? It's like you're not reading literature. You're fucking just watching people pound it out, which is cool in my opinion. I like that. That that's what libraries are all about. I don't know. I uh, everybody. I know I'm never gonna have any viral clips because everybody's into crowd work. I don't. I realize I'm never gonna be good at crowd work because I just fundamentally do not care about other people. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you ever any comics? You ever realize that you're just a fundamentally selfish person as the spotlight cascades over you when you're on a, a risen stage, amplified through sound technology, so nobody else can talk at your same volume. You ever realize that? I feel like every crowd works like, yeah, what do you do? It's like, I'm a chiropractor. It's like, well, shut the fuck up. It's my turn to talk. I'm telling my boring stories. <laughs> it's baby's day out. And I'm baby. I'm baby. <laughs> Speaking of being a baby, I'm bald. I've, I've decided to commit to being bald, and that's fun. It's good. It was the right choice. It's bad when you're, because my receding hairline I thought was cool for a minute because I had a bald patch, but then started creeping down the back of my neck, and that's... Not funny as much as just sad. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude. It's like, damn, it had a widow's peak? My neck has a widow's peak. This is crazy. It, was, it looked like Friar Tuck, which was funny. That is funny and hilarious. But then it became a little too shameful. But the reason I was hiding and I didn't want to shave for too long, I thought I was a little optimist. I thought I could grow back because I didn't want to go full Heisenberg. You know what I mean? Now I'm a villain. But also, my, my dear friend was also like a fully shaved, white-headed bald man. I don't know about you, but doesn't like a pack of bald whites just hanging out make you worried? <laughs> you see multiple bald-headed men, you're like, what the fuck? What are these guys up to, you know? And you'd be like, well, definitely not committing hate crimes, I'll tell you that. It's like, oh. Because it's either you see multiple bald, baldy whites, it's either hate crimes or Folsom Street Fair. It's like it's either gay sex or hate. Maybe both. Okay, enough. Yay, John Gallagher, everyone. Talking about Folsom Street Fair, leather clad bald men. All right, a couple comedians left. Put your hands together for Daraj. Yay. I didn't know we were doing like a bearded man rock block. I shaved yesterday. So. 
Yeah, now 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 I'm just a fucking normie with a fucking fucking normal face, dude. Fuck. Yeah, but uh, here's something. Uh, I grew up in the Bay, born and raised. Um, and I'll tell you what the saddest day of my life was growing up in the Bay Area. It was the day when I realized I was probably too old to keep on harp- hopping the clipper counter gate at the BART. You know, there, there's a certain age you got to stop doing that, you know? It's like, and like, don't, don't worry about me, all right? Like, it's not like an athleticism issue. I'm still agile, you know? But I think it's, it's better to hang it up too early than too late, you know? Because you don't want to be like 50 years old still trying to jump the fucking clipper counter thing. Like, you know what, you're trying to jump it, then your hip just fails. Like, oh, all the other bar passengers have to step over you guys. <laughs> They're all just like, damn, dude, this guy's got a receding hairline and he can't afford $3. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> not, not in the mood for bar humor. All right. Um, here's something. This joke is new and it might only work with Asian people, so just pretend you're Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you, I got you. I, didn't, I was looking towards the back, to be fair. Yeah. Jared's dark-skinned, too. Like, it, it's hard. This, okay, never mind. I was just going to say the room's dark, you know? I couldn't see you back there. It's a, it would be a problem for me, too, all right? Yeah. Yeah, be a little more Asian for me, for this joke. You can go back to being not that Asian after. But, um, you know, a lot of people say Indians aren't Asian. Like, come on, you know, like, just because we don't look the same, you know, that, that, that's a little close-minded, I think, because there's a lot of other Asians who I think are less Asian than us, you know, like Asian, Asian kids who didn't get smacked by their parents when they were kids. Like, dude, if you're Asian and your parents sent you to your room, you're fucking white, dude. Thanks, Jared, dude. I'm, I'm, there was there was a lot of stunned white faces. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. But like, no, dude. Like, yeah, dude. Like, if you're Asian, if you're an Asian dude who didn't get smacked as a child, and you're saying Indians aren't Asian, I hope you get smacked as an adult, and then maybe I would consider you Asian. All right, fuck, dude. <laughs> you know. It's, that that was actually on you guys, dude. Immigrants, immigrant kids get smacked all the time. You guys need to open up. That that was you, all right. <laughs> all right, never mind. All right. So I'm on Hinge. Hinge. Anyone on Hinge? There we go. <laughs> like, um, here's the thing about Hinge. Like, there's this um, the way it works for you guys who don't know. There's this section where all the hot people are. And like you kind of have to like pay to interact with them, like you send them a rose. It's called. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, right, guys? <laughs> it's fucked up. I've been using that app for a year, and no one sent me a rose. <laughs> and it's like obviously I knew I wasn't like a hot guy before that, but I didn't like definitively know, you know. Like there were times when like. You know, I was at like a club and like I saw one of my friends go up to a girl and be like, hey, you think my friend's cute? And I just saw her be like. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I added that as a punchline today. I thought that would be a pop. It was just a ah. Oh. <laughs> All right, never mind. Peace out, guys.
Raj, everyone. Obviously, totally unlikable on the internet, but scintillatingly lovely in real life. Uh, we have a couple comedians left, people who just showed up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here and for donating to Mutiny Radio, 2 to $5. It helps keep the doors open, because otherwise, they'll close in February. Uh, that's the date, February 1st, unless Mutiny Radio makes a bunch of money quick. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Brett Jennings. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Okay. Uh, so, uh, I like, I've been taking dating advice from Instagram memes, and it's great. I, 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 I thought it was advice, and I'm starting to think it's not advice. I think they're things people do that they're making fun of them for. Like, uh, there's this one that was like, if someone says a fact about themselves, you should respond with, that's not true. And I was like, oh, great. That'd be like, make, that'd make the date so fun. And I was on a date, and this, uh, this guy was talking about his parents, and he's like, you know, like, my mom left at a young age. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> and he didn't like that. Uh, but I thought it was fun, because I was like, you know, I'm like challenging you, like, did she really leave? And he's like, yeah, no, she really left me and my father. Anyway, um, so that's been fun. I, uh... I think uh, I've been getting interesting Uber drivers, and I realized, uh, I think uh, when you have a low Uber rating, Uber matches you with Uber drivers with low ratings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in an Uber, and this guy was like, he was like, do you wanna see my one-man play? <laughs> I was like, more than anything. And then he started doing the characters for me. Yeah. And it was a lot of childhood trauma pieces. And he would play all of the characters, which I thought was like, he had a good range, you know? He was like, I'm the angry mom. And she was like yelling at the sun, and he was the sun, it turned out. Anyway, um, so that's good. <laughs> These are just premises, but I like them. Um, is, this, I, is this normal? Uh, I'm dating a guy, right? And he really likes his cat like a lot like he really likes this cat a lot and you, have you ever dated someone and they're so into their cat that you're like i feel like they're maybe having sex with the cat okay um because <laughs> he keeps saying things like my cat and i do everything together i'm like everything you know or uh he was like oh my cat makes the weirdest noises and I was like, yeah, when you try to fuck your cat, it'll make weird noises. Okay, okay, this is good. This is good. I wanted it. I love this more than anything. Um, I like, I really, uh, I like seeing, I like watching myself on dates uh, because uh, <laughs> I like, uh, I think I, I really uh, only date kind of autistic people. Um, and, and I feel like it's less of a normal date where you're like getting to know each other and it's just two people yelling facts at each other for like an hour. <laughs> you know, he's like, I like trucks. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want to know facts about Columbine? Like, we just, <laughs> you're just yelling facts. And then at the end, we're like, goodbye, you know? <laughs> cool, I'm keeping all of this, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there anything else I want to say? Oh, uh, another dating, th yeah, this isn't funny, but I'm gonna keep saying it. Um, I, I do like the, I've been getting a lot of the Bumble prompts where they're like, 
what would you assume about me based on my profile? And I like to say, like, I feel like you have a lot of allergies. Or, like, I like to be really honest. Be like, you probably own a lot of birds that you talk to. And it's not been working. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Good opportunities, everyone. Five comics left. Put your hands together for the next one. Andrew Shen. All right, y'all. Is this on? Okay. Uh, so I'm from Palo Alto, and uh, sometimes when I tell people that, they'll ask me like, "Oh, are you from Palo Alto or like East Palo Alto?" Which uh, it's like, look at me, dude. That's like asking someone whether they're from North or South Korea. Like, do I look like the kind of person who grew up on the mean streets of East Palo Alto? Like, no. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to dress better recently, so I've been doing a lot of online shopping. And I swear half the reviews these days are just men trying to validate their masculinity. You know, like you'll be reading a review for a hoodie and it'll be like, yeah, I'd say the athletic fit is more so for guys who are benching under 400. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Dude. I was reading this review that was like, speaking from personal experience, if you're a guy who's working with a bit more size down there, it's gonna be a tight fit. I'm like, dude, this is a trash bag. <laughs> like, what's what's happening right now, guys? <laughs> Trying to get laid from an Amazon review? Like, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> I feel like at this rate, like half of change.org is just gonna be petitions to stop discrimination against men with big dicks, you know? Just like, yeah, it's really tough. Everyone always thinks I'm shoplifting because of the suspicious bulge in my pants. All right, working on that. <laughs> I uh, was reading this article recently about how the Russian military is actually hiring gamers to help them fly strike drones into Ukraine. Yeah, which really puts into perspective how far military tech has evolved. Like you guys know that famous photo of that marine sailor kissing his girl at the end of World War II. Yeah, I feel like the 2050 version of that is just gonna be some nerd kissing his anime body pillow, you know? I uh, also learned that the US military has spent over $2 trillion on failed aircraft projects and over $300 million on Viagra. Yeah, which I feel like in total is just a lot of money to be funneling to failed liftoff attempts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently we spend more on the military than the next nine countries combined, which I don't know why it's called the military industrial complex, because that kind of sounds like an inferiority complex to me, you know? All right. <laughs> I uh, I was talking to uh, one of my friends recently. I've been trying to be a better ally. And uh, she was telling me about how the men at her workplace are constantly mansplaining to her because they all think she's stupid. I was like, ah, I'm sure they don't think you're stupid. They think all women are. <laughs> okay. 
They care about equality. All right, I'll, I'll end on this. I uh, <laughs> walked by this uh, grocery store on the way here uh, that had the sign that said, please do not graffiti, tagging hurts this business. I was like, I don't know what you're expecting to get out of that sign. Like, I don't think the people tagging the grocery store are walking by like, oh shit. <laughs> like, I thought I was helping this business. <laughs> I'll make sure to think more carefully about the consequences of my actions next time. <laughs> All right, guys, that's my time. Let's keep it going for Pam. Andrew Shen walks by Duck Loy on 18th and Mission. I know that sign. I've seen that sign. There's four comics left. Put your hands together for the next one. It's New Guy Richard. Did I forget your name? Your name is Richard, right? Richard. Yay, Richard. Yay. Uh, hi, guys. <clears throat> this is my Woo. first time uh, doing this. So uh, I discovered that uh, that I was white a few months ago. I went to the hospital, and instead of black, white, and Asian, and other, they not usually mark the other box, and they put Hispanic. <laughs> but then when I went to the hospital a few months ago, that shit said black, white, slash Hispanic and Latino, and then Asian. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was stunned for the rest of the visit. I left the hospital and then I was like, huh, I guess I'm white. <laughs> and when I was stepping outside and it just, it took over me, you know? And I broke into a song. I'm singing in the rain, I'm singing in the rain, what a glorious feeling. And there's a lady that's walking towards me, and, uh, and a child, and I made him walk around me, because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was still sing. <laughs> and then towards the end of my song, I saw a policeman. Yeah, I say policeman because I'm white instead of cop. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hello, officer. Here's my umbrella. And then I kept on walking. And then when I walked by a minority, I gave him the old white person smell. <laughs> the, the smile with like no teeth when you walk somebody by somebody, you know. <laughs> I love that smile. It's like... I acknowledge you, you're cool, but like, don't talk to me, bro. <laughs> and all right, uh, this is the second part. This is, because uh, I know it's like a radio show. This one is uh, Tony Montana eating frosted flakes for the very first time. Crunch, 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 crunch. Hey, Manolo, what is this, che? It's frosted flakes, man. Frosted flakes, you. It's some classy shit. The sugar is sporo. <laughs> Pass me the box, man. Look, there's a tiger on the box, man. 
His name is Tony, but look at his eyes, man. They're full of lust, man. The eyes, chico. They never lie. But if you say his name is Tony, he's just like me. <laughs> it's look at that. It says they're great. It's better than that shit from Cuba, man. I told you that. That shit only had like one fucking thing of sugar, let me tell you. In Elvira, she always buys that stupid shit with no sugar, man. <laughs> I work 10, 12 hours a fucking day moving that shit from here to there. And I come home and it's like I'm back in Cuba, man. Eating that fucking shit. Oh, you Tony. Someone's at the door. Manny, I left you in fucking charge, man. Distracting me with your fucking cereal. Can't trust nobody. Fucking guy. Made it past all the fucking cameras, man. Who is it? They're great. No fucking way, man. Manny. Manny, open the door. Hi there, Tony. I heard all the nice things you said. And I'd like to say thank you. No, thank you, Mr. Tiger, for your cereal. It's good shit, man. And then Tony the Tiger pulls out a gun. Cocks it. Coño, Mr. Tiger, take it easy. I heard how you don't like any other cereals, Tony. Sounds like you're a one, a one cereal man. Come on and fuck me, Tony. Come on, just fuck me. <laughs> and Tony mouths. What the fuck? And then Tony the Tiger starts shooting at Tony Montana. And Tony hides behind his desk. And then Tony shouts, Manolo, shoot that piece of shit. And then Manolo, completely ignored by Tony the Tiger's lustful gaze, walks up to the confused tiger. And then Tony the Tiger's last words are, No, no, no. And then he gets shot in the chest two times. And that's the story of Tony Montana's first time eating Frosted Flakes and how he ended up having a Tiger upholstery in his Cadillac. The end. That was Richard, the new guy. Hey, uh, just so you know, we're going to start teaching classes here for comedy. It's going to be a six-week course, and you'll, at the end, have a five-minute set, and we're going to have a show. And uh, you should check it out, because one of the things you learn is what this was a four-minute thing, and you did six minutes, but that's okay. It was your first time, and that's amazing that you actually did six minutes for your first time. That's, you, that's really unusual. Uh, so, yay. Congratulations. Yay. Your first time. Yay. Uh, we have three comics left. Thank you for all being here. Uh, when you hear the horn, it means it's a minute. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Mo Mohammed. Yes. What's up, guys? Um, I was walking outside. This lady came up to me, looked at my hair, and was like, I'd kill for those curls. I was like, kill who? There's only me and you here. And I have the curls. <laughs> um, I, uh, I grew up in Egypt, uh, so I have, a lot of, I have a lot of cultural gaps. Like I just found out about the Itsy Bitsy Spider, <laughs> you know? People give me so much shit for it. They're always like, what do you live under a rock? And I always have to be like, actually Egypt is west of a rock. <laughs> but 
you know, Americans. <laughs> I am Egyptian. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm so Egyptian. I went to the Egyptian Museum in San Jose and made 40 bucks in tips that day. I just stood like this the whole time. <laughs> I think my nose is a, an easy tail. <laughs> um, I, uh, wait, hold on. Um, oh yeah, I think I'm getting old. Um, I feel fine. It's just twice this month, pieces of food fell out of my mouth without my consent. <laughs> I felt like a very old person thing. <laughs> I don't really have a punchline for this, but definitely getting old. Um, speaking of getting old, <laughs> I'm dating an older woman. Uh, <laughs> um, she keeps it. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps accusing me of having a thing for white girls. I keep telling her it's ridiculous. I just have a thing for girls, you know? I don't really discriminate as long as they're over 40. Yeah. Um, she's cool. She called me up guard the other day. We we're, were talking about Croatia, and she said, I remember when Croatia became a country. I was just like, damn, bitch, you're older than Croatia? <laughs> This is how I found out I had a thing for older women. I, I was walking around, I saw a pretty girl, probably my age, but the first thing I thought was, damn, she's gonna be hot in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the only acceptable situation where you can think that, actually, though, so. I'm safe. Um, <sighs> I am, I am uh, my, my actual full name is Muhammad Muhammad. That's the one both my parents agreed on. My parents are um, immigrants from Egypt. Fucked up the paperwork, gave me the same name twice, you know? Um, they fucked up my little sister's name too, though. They wanted to name her Nala, like Nala from The Lion King. But they spelled it N-H-L-A. That also stands for the National Hardwood Lumber Association. So that's my little sister. Um, Fun fact about me, I'm also colorblind. Uh, I told this girl the other day I was colorblind, and she said, maybe you're not colorblind, maybe just because you're from Egypt. <laughs> At first I was offended, and then I really thought about it. Everything in Egypt is just tan, you know? The people, the pyramids, the sand. This bitch has got a point. So I decided when people ask me if I'm colorblind next time, I'm gonna just say, nah, Egyptian. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pam. Yay, Mo Mohammed, the best looking Egyptian comedian in San Francisco. And we all know who the other one is. Your next comedian, not your next comedian. There's another, anyways, I was, I was digging on a different Egyptian. Your next comedian, there's two left. Unless, Melinda, did you wanna go up? Uh, there's not, you're not next, you're not next. It's Ruby, then me, then if you want to go up, it's you. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Ruby Nicholas. Hey. Um, on the way over here, we saw a sign that said, um, stop Asian hate. And okay, and it had a whole like QR code. But then it also said, if you see hate, dial 911. 
which is very disconcerting to me because I'm pretty neurodivergent and I've never seen a concept like just out loud enough to warrant a 911 call, you know? I've seen love, I've seen hate, but I don't know if I've seen it, you know? Like, I don't know if I could describe it for a courtroom sketch artist, you know? Like 911, there's hate, I see it. It's about 6'2", right, you know, it's dark out, you know? Like, what do you do with that? It was such a strange thing. I think that's what's wrong with Gen Z. They think they can see a concept. I just call 911, I saw this concept. Municipality, what are you gonna do about it? Somebody save me. All right, that's it. Um, I, uh, the South Asian culture, the Indian culture, is the second oldest continuous civilization behind the Chinese. Um, here's how you know I come from a really old civilization. Our word for fire is og. That's like the dude who fucking discovered it, you guys. She touched it, og, and everybody agreed in the Hall of Village, you know? Um, sometimes people look at me and they try to figure out, is she privileged or just a savage? The answer is yes. Uh, I still can't figure out a punchline for my dad. My dad's a slumdog. Uh, my mom came from extreme privilege, and you know, how privileged is she? Here's how privileged my mom was. Uh, when we were talking about how long my hair was getting, she goes, oh, Ruby. You know, my hair was so long, it took three servants to wash it. Significant amount of privilege, right? Like, I can't imagine that same conversation, like, outside of a beauty parlor anywhere in California. Like, oh, my God, I was, like, growing out my bangs, but, like, it's still only, like, half a servant length. I thought it would be at least, like, two servants by now. You know? Sick of having to clip it back. So I just can't imagine that life, you know? Uh, my dad wore a sheet and had, did not have shoes until high school. So I don't know where to go with that one. Okay. Uh, people get in arguments with me. I had a Pakistani woman get in an argument with me claiming that I was falsifying my ethnicity <laughs> for some reason. So I finally was like, I know I let her have it. I was like, you know what, lady, you're right. My parents lied when they came to this country. They told everyone they were Pakistani uh, Muslim immigrants so that I wouldn't have to grow up with the stigma of being known as Hawaiian. You win, you know? Uh, people ask me if it's weird being a Pakistani stand-up comedian. It is. It sets up this whole awkward internal conflict, you know? The comic in me never wants to bomb. <laughs> All right, I'll close there. Thanks. Uh, Ruby Nicholas, everyone. All right, we've got two comics left, and one of them is me. A lot of talk about Asian on Asian hate today, or just Asian hate, but. I don't, I don't see the problem with white people hating Asians. It's the Asian on Asian hate that's the problem. One of my really good Vietnamese friends called me up and she said, don't trust any Chinese women. They're all snakes. And I said, wow, 
you know, only some of them are snakes because some of them are rats and some of them are oxen and some of them are pigs and some of them are dogs. Some of them are cocks. That's an, that's, if you don't know about the Chinese New Year, the thing, then that seems that I'm racist, but I'm not. Um, so I don't think that I'm ever going to be relatable to an audience because I've never internet dated. And it seems that every single comic in, relates to their audience through internet dating. Do you internet date, sir? You have, but you don't anymore? You try to meet people in the wild? Both. But you still, you still, do you find success on the computer? Occasionally. See, I, I've never internet dated and I know I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts and I'm never going to find anyone because I'm not on the internet. And I asked one of my friends, God, if I do it, what do I do? And she said, well, you need to raise the bar really high. And I asked a guy friend and he said, lower that bar right down. But I'm a Gen Xer, so can't we just meet at the bar? Everyone needs a survey to get motherfucking laid. I hate all of you and everyone go fuck themselves. Honestly, actually, I'm the only one fucking myself because I'm not internet dating. AI dating is coming up. I've seen this. You can actually pay a computer to catfish you. Fantastic. You, everyone's an idiot and an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be authentic and you're all like, tell me about your life. I'm like, can you ask me a fucking question? It's okay. People don't want to talk to me. It's fine. I don't want to talk to them either. Uh, but I don't want to talk to AIs. I don't think, and people say AIs are going to take over the world, and that does make me completely nervous because I remember the original AIs. Do you remember Digipets? Like, I was thinking about this now. If we're all, in, like, in this weird other universe, can I have a digital cat that I have glasses on and I can, like, it won't let me pet it either? Like, that's kind of, like... So like a digital, is, the, is it real, is it not real, it's digital? Well then what, what happened to all the digipets? Like a lot of them ran out of batteries. But I imagine that some of them are in this like AI support group and they're all super aged and they're just like, let me die! <laughs> digipets, the original AI. Do you remember these? Did you have one? How long, I mean that's the question. How long did you keep a digipet before you let it die? Or did you just put it in the back of a drawer somewhere and hope for the best. That's a problem with AI. You're not going to be able to put it in a drawer because it's watching everything you're doing right now. <laughs> you can't inside your drawer with your phone. Anyways, I'm, the future scares me. Does the future scare anyone else? It scares you too? I'm terrified of San Francisco right now. I'm terrified of the $13 hamburger that's a special. That's a fucking deal is a $13 hamburger? I'm sorry. How are people supposed to feed themselves anymore. I, I hate this city so much. I'm sorry. It's just become a rant. I do. I do hate San Francisco. Though. I've lived here since 2007 and it used to be cool. I promise you. <laughs> now it's just a bunch of techies that are like, no, seriously, like, serve me. What can you do? Why is my mocha not hot? What are you doing for me? I'm not going to tip. I did it on the thing. and the I bought my tickets online. Why isn't it free? The reason rich people are rich is because they're fucking cheap. I got food stamps and I'm generous. I want to date this guy, but I know he's too young for me. Uh, hey, everybody. We have one last comedian, and she's actually the only one who signed up for my comedy class yet, and I thank you so much for doing that. It's probably just going to be you and me in a room. Uh, yeah, but I hope. I mean, ideally, there will be more of us, but we can. We could have personal coaching if you want. Uh, your next comedian, very funny lady. Put your hands together for Melinda, Melinda Adams. Yay! <laughs> Hi. 
Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm short down here. Um, okay, so I was going to rant too, I guess. So what do you think? Work or my dating life? Dating life. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so funny thing happened. So the other day on Sunday, I'm like, you know, thinking I'm just going to go to the Hate Street Fair, blah, blah, blah. Jump on the bus, and I see all these PM guys going for um, one of the poker runs for the bicycle thing, uh, motorcycle clubs. And I'm like going like, I'm going to go jump in there because they're all stopped at a bar because during a poker run, what do you do? You stop, you drink, you drive your bike and a horde of, what is that called? A horde of people down the freeways, sort of tipsy. And then you go to another bar and you do the same over and over. If I know if anyone's ever been on a poker run, have you been that on any of those? Anyone on a, what, no? Okay. Has everyone seen the TV show Sons of Anarchy? Like that, um, for a few minutes, it's just like that. The whole pack riding down the freeway together. You know, really intense. Really cool for a few minutes. And then some drunken idiot falls off his bike, causes an accident. Everyone's swerving around. And you realize how stupid people are. But I went into the thing and um, this their little drinking thing. And I'm like, oh, go say hi to some people. It'll be fun. I go in. The guy that I meet who's like, come over here. Talk to me. Talk to me. You know, I'm like going, and I'm like going, okay, bounce over, talk to him. His name was Dennis, and he was from a motorcycle club called The Menace. Uh, yeah, so I met Dennis, Dennis the, Dennis the Menace. And <laughs> so, which, by the way, if you were thinking what Dennis the Menace is like when he grows up, so not Sunday um, funnies um, ready or uh, appropriate in any sort of walking way. So I met this guy, and we're sitting there, and within few minutes this always happens to me people seem to want to share with me deep stuff intimate stuff stuff that um i'm gonna have you have to have you all pinky swear that you'll never repeat that i ever said this to um to people about them people have a tendency especially some of the people that i hang out with to like tell me things that i'm going like you just made me an accessory to a crime honey that's really a third date thing you know, in my book, because I'm a romantic. I believe in saving something, you know, for like the third date and I put out on the first date. So, you know, what else is there except for, you know, but yeah, God, I, this happens to me a lot, actually. <laughs> um, so with the moments, you know, he's telling me all this stuff and I'm like, going like, yeah, you know, still sort of wacky and funny. I give him my card. Then he starts breaking out like, oh, my God. Just so you know, I'm married. And I'm like, oh, but I'm having problems with my wife. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh. I'm like well, that's just great. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, shit, really? So he's like, oh, yeah, she's called me all these names. I don't know why she's so mean to me. She's got anorexia. I cook for her. I don't know. She would eat without me, which I don't know if that's anorexia or just laziness on her part. Like, she doesn't want to cook. So he, she's just like going like, I don't want to eat unless you make me the food. I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't seem anorexic as much as just laziness. But um, goes through this whole thing, you know, and then I'm just trying to like go and like thinking, what the fuck do I do now? So I started coaching him on how to get back together with his wife. Ooh. I'm like going like, shit. I'm like, I could do this. Like, I'm like going like, you just have to have open communication. And I'm sitting there in the middle of the bar just going like, you have to be honest and with her and just say, you know, to stop the name calling, that that's not right, and just have an honest conversation about what you really think about. And I'm like, yeah, that think I think ruined that date for that relationship forever. So yay! Um, but this is like a really a trend with me. I am actually one of these people who dates just the wackiest people because crazy people seem to like me. Crazy, semi-dangerous people are deeply attracted to me. I'm like a cartoon 
and they're completely scared of me and like scared, not scared of me or I'm scared of them. I don't know. Fuck. But anyway, I've like, this has happened for a long time. I have like one of them I dated was actually is in his nickname was the word homicide. And I'm like, <laughs> actually one of the sweetest guys I ever dated for the three dates we had, he brought me flowers. And the first time he brought me flowers, I'm like, I like freaked me out. Cause he was like, we were parked in his garage and he's like, come here. He has me leading towards the trunk and I'm going like, fuck, you know, he's going to kill me and throw me in the truck. And that's when he pulled out the flowers. But that's it. That's it. I think that's my time. So yeah. Melinda, everyone. She's just got to tell that guy to tell that cunt to stop being so manipulative. Uh, that was lovely. Hey, that was a really great joke workshop. Thank you. Audience guy, who I never remember your name. Audience guy. Without, without you, this is schizophrenia. It's without you, it's schizophrenia. So thank you so much. And uh, hey, everybody, tell people about the upcoming Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and uh, register for classes and all that kind of stuff. Thanks for being here. Hey, choo 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 Buenos días, señores y señoritas. Esta noche estamos Radio Clash y toda la gente hold on tight.